0: Well hello there my friends, my name is Jonathan Doyle, if you didn't know, if you're brand new, if you just hit the YouTube roulette wheel and ended up here on a Catholic teacher message platform channel thing, podcast, welcome. For everyone else who's a regular viewer, thank you so much, Your regular listener. It is a great blessing to have you here and I hope the Holy Spirit's going to give you something today. Um, please make sure you're subscribed, check out the links in the description because I've got uh, free 10-week access to my Going Deeper program, my speaking page, if you want to book me to speak, all of it's in there. So go check out those description notes because there's all the good stuff is in there. Listen today is one more day where I'm not going to do my normal thing where I focus on a quote. We're going to start that back tomorrow. Uh, I want to respond to a viewer question, which most of us can resonate with, and I'll just, I'm going to simplify the question because I don't want to really reveal any details of um, Bill Smith, who works at St. Stephen's. Oh my God, no, I'm joking. There's <laughs> no Bill Smith. And He doesn't even work at St. Stephen's anyway. He works at St. Mark's. Okay. All right. So here we go. Um, the, the, the question I got was around being overlooked for promotion in a Catholic school. So this person has applied for roles and they've been overlooked and, you know, you could describe this any number of ways because it's got different permutations in different Catholic schools. You might have gone for a role and you got overlooked for somebody who has basically no faith life, doesn't support the church's teaching on anything, um, has climbed over the dead bodies of their rivals to get to where they are. Fill in the blanks, friends. Fill in the blanks. So... What do you do when you feel overlooked by God in a Catholic school? What do you do when you feel that leadership doesn't appreciate what you do? What do you do when you were sure you would have been great for a role and it doesn't come through? I'm going to give you a few thoughts. Let's pray I can remember them all. The first thing, I said this to someone the other day, if you haven't seen the beautiful film Rudy, R-U-D-Y, go check it out. It's one of those Triumph of the Human Spirit movies. And there's a scene in it where the key character has been trying pretty much their entire life to get one outcome in a particular thing that mattered to them. And they're failing and failing and failing and failing and failing. And there's a scene where this priest comes to talk to them and... Rudy says to this priest, you know, why is this happening? And why am I, is this not working? And why can't I, blah, blah, blah. And the priest says, um, he said, son, I've been a priest for 50 years. I figured out two things. He said, number one, there is a God. Number two, I'm not him. (laughs) What does it mean? Goes back to a beautiful quote last week we shared again from Cardinal Sarah, which was about mystery. We're not good with mystery. The first thing we need to do when we feel overlooked or something goes wrong is to remember that if God is not in control of the universe, then we're in a lot more trouble than just a promotion. So we have to at first begin to release to God some of our dreams and beliefs about how reality should be and move into the realm of mystery. Move into getting very comfortable with not knowing some things, not knowing the answer to some things. That is very hard for postmoderns. It's very difficult for postmoderns. We, we're a technocratic scientist culture where we think inputs should equal out, or output, or outputs should be a result of inputs. So we do this, then this happens. We're not very good with, why, why did it go this way? Why didn't this happen? So the, one of the first things is to surrender to God the outcome. So go for every promotion you want to go for, but go into that promotion going, Lord, you are the sovereign of the cosmos. You are the one who breathed me into existence. You are closer to me than I am to myself. If it is your will that I should have this promotion, may it be done. And what does Jesus do on the cross? You know, Into your hands, Father, I commend my spirit. What does Jesus say so many times in the gospel? I am not here to do my own will. I am here to do the will of the one who sent me. See, I've said this before, what was Jesus' mission? And everybody goes, well, Jesus' mission was to restore humanity to the Father. Kind of, yes, technically correct, but what was Jesus' one and only mission? His only mission was to do the will of the Father. Now, the will of the Father meant the incarnation and the restoration of, of humanity to relationship with God. But the, but the highest level of Jesus' mission was to do the will of the Father. So one thing I have figured out in the spiritual life is not to get fancy. I just try as often as I can with all my many failings to just look at what Jesus did and just do that. Don't get fancy. One of the number one problems in the spiritual life is getting fancy. You don't want to get fancy. Just look at what Jesus did and every time you see him doing something, just do that. And if you just do what he did, you're probably going to be fine. Into your hands, I commend my spirit. So I'm not being flippant because when we go for promotions and, and things and we, and, and we get overlooked or a terrible candidate gets the job and we scratch our heads going, How can the leadership be so crazy about this? We just have to go farther into your hands. We have to go farther into your hands. I give this, I surrender. Thy will be done. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And a certain peace comes from that. Certain peace. Because we are not God and we cannot see all outcomes. And reading Pierre Jean-Pierre Du Cossard's Abandonment to Divine Providence, there's a really important insight that God literally brings good out of bad. So everything that we look at in reality and say, that's terrible, God still will bring good from it. And the proof of that is that the most evil, wicked, awful, reprehensible, horrific thing in cosmic history that can never be outdone is the crucifixion right there will never be a more horrific event in cosmic history nothing will ever touch it why because the spotless one the righteous one the one who was without sin and was all the time praying for sinners gave his life on the cross so the most unspeakably horrific act in cosmic history what does god do with it he brings about salvation. So you have to understand that what every time we look at something and see only its darkness and its evil and its wrongness, we have to also remember that somehow, even if we will not see it in this life, God will bring good from it. So if somebody is promoted over you who is a terrible choice... You have to have the grace to say, thy will be done. Lord, I do not know what you are doing. I do not understand this, but I know that you are sovereign and that I am not on the throne of the cosmos and you will bring good from this somehow. So that's the first point. Next point. Beautiful quote from Christine Kane. It's to do with the concept of ambition. I've talked about ambition before. What is the role of ambition? Should we we be ambitious for promotion in Catholic schools? Because we are all familiar with some people who will play the game, play the political game in a Catholic school, climb over the bodies of their rivals to get promoted. What is the appropriate attitude to ambition for a Catholic teacher? Pope Benedict used to talk about the Roman Church and the hierarchy. So when we hear the word of the hierarchy in the Catholic Church... It's often seen as a pejorative term, isn't it, right? Of the hierarchy, the hierarchy are doing this, the hierarchy do that. So sure, I'm not, dis- I'm not discounting that bad men and women, uh, men and women who have done wrong, exist in the hierarchy. But Pope Benedict said that the, the, in terms of pastoral theology, the way to understand the hierarchy in the Catholic Church is it is a hierarchy of servants, of service. It is a hierarchy of service. There is a reason that the Vicar of Christ, the Pope, the Supreme Pontiff, you know the coolest thing they call him, what's one of his titles? The Servant of the Servants of God. The Supreme Pontiff, whoever they are at any point in history, is referred to as the Servant of the Servants of God. So at its best, when it's functioning properly, hierarchy exists in the church as a hierarchy of service. So why would you want to be promoted? for one reason so you can serve more if that isn't your reason for wanting promotion don't do it (laughs) you don't don't do it it's not going to be right for you and it probably won't end up being right for others so why do you want to become a principal or a department head or a head of religious studies whatever you want to do because you can serve more Because God has given you these talents and abilities and your heart is to partner with the Father in rebuilding the kingdom and it's a hierarchy of service. So that's how I deal with the issue of ambition. You should be ambitious for that reason and that reason only. Now, there's a really cool quote from an American Protestant preacher, Christine Kane. She's a brilliant preacher and she had this line that blessed me so many years ago. She was speaking and she said this. I want you to hear this concentrate. She said, if God wants you, he knows where to find you. (laughs) If God wants you, he knows where to find you. Because I think what happens is if we feel overlooked, we're like, how can God let this happen? How could this have been? He knows where you are. And he will find you when he is ready to put you somewhere that will be a blessing to you and someone else. God wants you. He knows where to find you. The other point I wanted to make in this is to say if you are overlooked, then there is a rational, reasonable, sensible process by which you could ask for feedback. So if you don't get promoted, I would, I'd say that there's a good case for going to the panel or ever and say, "Listen, honestly, I'm, I'm cool with it. I get it. I'm accepting of the decision. Could you please help me understand why I wasn't selected and what I could do differently going forward?" If you're feeling bruised and raw and overlooked, that can be hard to do, but I think there's a humility in that. If it's just a case of radical injustice and they just made a terrible decision for political reasons. Then you're back to square one, which is what? Acceptance and humility. Lord, you are Lord of the cosmos. This feels terribly unjust to me, but I will trust you in the darkness. I will trust you in the valley, and I will trust you on the mountaintop. You got me in the valley now. I'm going to trust you here and be faithful. And I know that if you want me to, Lord, you're going to put me on the mountain, maybe. But if, if you just want me here in this classroom, then this is going to be the kingdom place that you've placed me. I'm going to bring a 200% right here. So, friends, I hope that's useful. I hope in no way I've overlooked the reality of the, of the, how raw and bruised we can feel when we feel overlooked. How many of the Psalms are like, you know, Oh, Lord, why do the evil prosper? It's a very human thing, very human thing. But press into humility, trust, acceptance, pray, ask for feedback, and know that if God wants you, he will always know exactly where to find you. God bless you. Please make sure you've subscribed. Could you leave a comment here? Maybe share your experience of some of these issues, ambition, promotion, politics. Chuck it in the comments here. If you've got something that could bless other people, and be helpful for that discussion. Please subscribe, grab yourself, go check out the description notes. There's free stuff in there. Book me to come and speak. God bless you. My name's Jonathan Doyle, and I'm going to have another message for you tomorrow.